0: Hey, this is Matt Daniels, UNA Baptist Campus Minister, and you are listening to The Grant and Brody Show, and now we'll throw it to the extraordinary hosts themselves, Grant Wakefield and Brody Graven.
1: Oh, That's right, Matt. Welcome to The Grant and Brody Show. Uh, like you said, the extraordinary hosts, one of them is missing today. That's why you're, you're hearing from me. Grant is on vacation this week. To the beach so I took the reins and decided that I would record this podcast but I'm not alone don't fear we have the regular Jacob Davis along with the Meg Wilbanks one of our friends she um, goes to college with us and she's allowed us to record this in her house in Hartzell thank you Meg
2: you're welcome so glad you're here
1: so um yeah I think around this time Grant goes um lots to get to lots to talk about so let's get started let's bring him in my host my co Whatever he says, um, and then he brings me in, so um, I don't have anybody to bring in, but I just introduced Jacob. So we'll, we'll get started. I did get my sling off today at the doctor, and um, I kind of feel like a baby bird that just got out of the nest and I can fly, or maybe a weeb. I'm scared b- of birds. You're scared of birds? Yes. Well, fun fact the reason that reminded me was because there's a bird's nest outside, like on my back deck by my pool. And the mama and daddy bird would fly around my head because they had baby birds in there and swarm down at me and almost get to my head and then pull back up and go back up in the air and make it like a ah, noise. And it was terrifying. I
2: would never walk outside. I
1: could feel like the air off their wings when they'd swoop back up. And it was terrible.
2: I've cried at Disney World because of birds.
1: You've cried at Disney World because of birds?
2: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Brody, how's it feel to be out of that sling? Are you sleeping any better? Well, I guess you don't know yet since you just got it off this morning. Do you think you'll uh, rest better at night or
1: night I did sleep without it just to wonder what it feel like and I, I sleep with like two pillows underneath my head and a pillow underneath my left elbow to like brace it up with and usually with my sling on but I so last night I didn't do that and it wasn't terrible but I've always been afraid that I would roll over onto it in my sleep if I wasn't wearing it um but I, I don't think I will so I'm excited for that I'm excited not to just to be wearing it all the time because it is you know it's black and it's hot so um it's just like a easy bake oven on my left arm pretty much and I can actually wear my watch on my left wrist now I can actually see it so that's a big plus too but you know I mentioned it was what
2: I'm still beating you
1: We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that actually that's a good topic to get to I forgot about that but Jacob while we were fighting the 114 degree heat he was facing much worse conditions in the the great country of Guatemala, as he went on a mission trip. Tell us a little bit about that, Jacob.
0: You're right, Brody. I was. I was. Uh, I was on a mission trip with my church to Guatemala the last uh, this past week, and we actually got back about um, uh, midnight uh, Monday night or Tuesday morning, however you want to look at it. Um, it was. It was really. Really eye-opening just to see how people live in in a third-world country, and just know that that we really are blessed here in the United States. And um, you know, all three of us, we uh, you know, we've got a house to live in. You know, we've got um, you know, I kind of I kind of think about like um, that song. Uh, what's it called? All right by Darius Rucker, where he says, it's a good one. You know, "I've got a roof over my head and shoes under my feet." You know, forever in the eye staring back at me, and it's all right. And ex- all right, all exactly. Right. So, like, I mean, really, I mean, if you've got that, I mean, you're going to be all right. And mm-hmm. we. We take that for granted so many times. It, yeah. You know, we um, we think, well, I, I just wish I had a better pair of shoes or a nicer house, either one. But those people over there are just so grateful to to get a sucker or to get you know a pair of Crocs that are or you know just whatever or get a coloring book. I mean, you get something like that and you would thought that you'd give them the world. It's just it's really cool to see how grateful people are over there just when they have nothing and. Um, it was just a, it was a great experience all around. Now, the conditions we stayed in, they were, of course, not quite as nice here, so, um, that was, that was a little different, and, um, when I got back, I actually, uh, that late that night, I, I came home, and our internet at my house was, was not working, and, um, my TV wouldn't, wouldn't work, and I was like, you gotta be kidding me, you know? I was like, I've got back from this mission trip, and now I can't even watch TV in my own room, and I was like, wow, how how selfish and how ungrateful am I that these people who are living basically with a, like a tarp as a roof and I'm over here with you know I'm sitting in a house that's you know air-conditioned and everything and I'm upset that I don't have a TV to watch you know it just it really just changed my perspective on things. Well
1: Jacob I'm I'm extremely proud of you for, um, for going over there and I'm excited about the work y'all did and um, I've enjoyed hearing all about it and um, it, is, it is humbling to think about the stories that you've told me and all the experiences that y'all have had over there. It is, it is something that I've never got to experience, but I do want to go over there on a mission trip. Um, maybe I can go, with y'all, next summer, if I can, if I can get the time. Both of y'all, both of y'all, yeah, to come Meg next can summer. come with us. I think Meg would enjoy that.
2: I would love to go to Guatemala. I went to Costa Rica last summer. You
1: would love to go where?
0: To Guatemala. Like uh, you said, <laughs>
1: Guatemala.
0: <laughs> Guatemala.
1: Guatemala.
0: I will say, um, when I was talking about going on a mission trip. Um, you know, before we went, I was telling um, I was telling Meg about, you know, how we're going to be staying. I really didn't know what to expect. And uh, she, t- she was talking about how when she went to Costa Rica, the living sit- – uh, her – where she stayed wasn't quite ideal. You know, the um, – I think what, – what did you call the shower? Uh, was it a widow-maker shower it's or something It's a
2: widow-maker. Like well, the whole situation really changed a lot from, like, the second day we were there because we were told two more people were going to come stay with us. And then a whole team of 12 came. So we had our team of, like, eight, and then when we were told two more were coming, but then 12 came. So we're all in this house together. We had a widow maker as a shower, so if you touched the metal, you'd get electrocuted. (laughs) Um, And so it was very eye-opening, and, of course, there was no air conditioning there, and, um, like, it was all open. And, like, there were bars on the front so you could get airflow and stuff. Um, It was very eye-opening as well, just because of, like, you get used to everything here and then you go over there and i mean they're thankful for everything it also just shows you how much like we put importance on because like over there like brands and stuff don't matter and they don't really care what they're wearing or like what they look like and like we put so much pressure on ourselves here to be perfect and it doesn't really matter over there
0: you're right Meg. that that is something that you really look at differently over there versus being over here one thing that um one story i'll tell just uh you know kind of just, it's kind of comical. We were, um, we had about an hour, hour and a half bus ride every day from where we stayed, and when we go to a village, and uh, on our way back, we had a, a doctor with us. He, um, is a doctor at Helen Keller and Muscle Shoals, and his name is Dr. Cheney. He, um, Dr. Cheney is from Cameroon, South Africa, or Central Africa. So, we were, uh, we were riding down the road in our bus, and, um, on the side of the road, you know, When they tell you when you go on a mission trip like this to a third world country, you need to be really careful about what you eat and what you drink and and where it's you know where it comes from. You need to know because like you don't want to eat anything that's been washed in their water because their water's not purified and all that sort of stuff. So we're riding down the road and we stop in our bus because because Dr. Cheney saw some a lady that was grilling corn on the side of the road. So we stop and we get out and about half of our group we had about thirty seven thirty eight people go with us and I think. 20 of them got corn. There's corn on the cob that they that this lady that was probably 60 years old she had this little fire pit grill that she was um she was grilling them on just on the street corner and um they would be char they would be charred pretty black, you know, it's pretty pretty well done corn I'd say. And then some people she would she would take her hand and she would grab like a lime and 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 I think it was salt and she would rub it on there with her hands and oh and some of those people oh it's fine oh, I was fine and I was like you you didn't see her you know rubbing down the corn cob with her hand like with the butter and with the all that on it and I was like that there's no way that's clean which Dr. Cheney he took his straight off the grill so he didn't have her put anything on it so his was probably okay considering it and just come out of the fire but the rest of them I don't know it was but we all expected everybody to be sick the next day but luckily um... and you know fortunately, nobody got sick that ate the corn i couldn't believe it but it was it was something it had us all worried for sure
1: that is crazy i didn't think anything about like that like i've seen uh the videos on tiktok of like the amish women on the front porch like peeling stuff with their toes and stuff like that and that's like oh my dad has a story of one time he went to the amish when he was younger and the lady like walked down the front porch you know like the front porch is raised up a little bit and like he said her feet were just like black and nasty and they're like almost eye level with him because the porch was so high. and he said he just had to walk away because like this stuff just makes him sick to his stomach but yeah that is
0: it y'all are very fortunate that it not make
1: y'all sick yeah that's I, the grace which of god
0: i didn't i didn't partake in the corn but there was there were several who did and um we were it was i was very surprised that we didn't have at least one person get sick but you know i guess i guess they have cast iron stomachs i don't know I do, well, it's kind of like, you know, like different regions, like
1: your, um, may catch me with the word here, your, um,
2: Immunity? Culture.
1: No, like, yes, your immunity to things are different. Well, what's the thing in your body that fights off sickness? Your immune system? Your immune system. Golly, I sound dumb. Um, it's
2: okay, brother. It's alright, it
1: happens. I blanked out a little bit, but like, your immune system is just different. That's why, like, uh, the Indians got diseases when... You know the pilgrims. Fleas on
2: rats. Fleas on rats. That's
1: I. I do know that song actually. Meg has a lot of math songs that she's been singing to me, and I don't know any of them, but I do know the fleas on rats. I listened to that in (laughs) ninth grade. In ninth grade in Coach Aldridge's class, and and I remember sitting there in the back like
2: the Black Plague.
1: Yes, I said this is terrible. I never want to listen to this again.
0: I guess I guess I'm just my. I was just underprivileged in my education. I guess it's just Russell probably. Wow. While okay. we're on that topic, we can talk about different cities. What about that? That's a um, great way to transition.
1: Uh, we've been friends with Meg. How long now, Jacob? Uh, let's see. The beginning Not of long. May. So three, three,
0: three months? It was before that
1: because, well, we knew of you because, the re- we'll tell you the reason we know her is because we work all on UPC together, the University Program Council at UNA. And we all, so me and Jacob decided like, do steps and we'd be like, you know, this is something we want to do. Like they're like, you know, we're hiring, we're you have to interview and everything and we think about different positions and Jacob's actually the reason I actually applied because he like went and talked to him about it and then told me about it. They thought he'd be a good fit. Yeah, Jacob was like, this man'll be a great hot man. And so I, I applied so for it. The I hyped up the future hot man. He did. It's up it's because of you. I learned everything I know because of
2: you. Oh brother. <laughs>
1: what is that supposed to mean? I actually haven't done any hyping yet. Actually I introduced the first band at the Young Gravy concert.
2: You and did. That was
1: the first thing I've ever done I with UPC. did a UPC. Phenomenal job at it.
2: Which is a really big thing to start out when with. I
1: remember, I remember Becca was like, text Mark, and Mark was like, Becca needs you in like the main stage room. I was like, why? Like, why does she need me? And I walk in there, and she's like, what do you think about starting your job early? And I'm thinking, okay, maybe she just wants me to do more. Because I was already volunteering for security. I was like, maybe she wants me to like, you know, do tickets or help get the crowd outside down and everything get them lined up, and I thought it might have been like, getting like the line, because people got there at like 9 o'clock in the morning, and the concert didn't start till like 6 o'clock at insane. night. Insane. It was insane. And, so, I was thinking, it's probably that, and she was like, what do you think about starting your job early? And I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever you want me to do. And she was like, okay, so EJ, the actual hype man at the time, who's still with us, is, is the drummer for the first band, and he can't introduce his band if he's the drummer, so we need you to do it. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, at first oh I was boy. like, it's not that big of a deal. And then, and I had then he got nervous. I had an hour and a half before the concert even started at that point and I was like and it, it's, as I stood there in front of the stage it just started to set in and then we went there. And as people started to roll mm-hmm. in, like really 3000 people to that to were grow. there. Oh, like, I know, I was on oh, tickets. Oh my gosh. I bet that was pretty
2: rough. It was. <laughs> and then
0: I traded with on you. top of that They came over there and they had some things that they actually needed him to say. Like, I think it was, you know, something about the merch and then Mm -hmm. something about the safety of,
1: you know, where your exit signs are and all that. I had it in my notes. I think I deleted it, though.
0: It was make sure you check out the merch
1: tables and when you leave here, go underneath the bridge and go back across to your car. Don't try to cross Pine Street because Mm -hmm. the cops won't be there to do it. And then they came back, Mark came back three or four times you're not know, changing what I need to say. Actually don't say anything about the bridge. Don't say anything about the merch. And came back and said, just the merch, not the bridge. Came back and said, just the bridge, not the merch. And then he came back and said, Just the merch. That's it. I was like, okay. But yeah, that was a fun experience. I wouldn't say I did a fantastic job, but I think I did a pretty decent job for my first time. I enjoyed it. It was I fun. So too. I took a B reel with him. I was like, I got two very important announcements. Uh, the first thing is we got merch tables outside and make sure you get all your merch. We don't want anything left before you leave. Second thing is I need to take a B roll with me. I took a B roll. And then I said bold Bloom introduced the band. But that was fun. And yeah, that's kind of got off on a wild goose chase right there. But we'll get back to animals here in a little bit, Meg. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the point
2: was how y'all met me. And yeah, he, you yeah, you yeah, took yeah. sorry. Three sorry. left turns. That was
1: bad. But yeah, so she is in UPC. What's your title, Meg?
2: Administrative assistant? That sounds important.
1: Jacob, what are you? I'm the spirit activities planner. That pretty much means he's in charge of homecoming and all things spirit related, which tailgates. is sports, tailgates, stuff like that. Baseball, tailgates, baseball stuff. Um, so, very important job. Meg doesn't think it's a very important job, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, just other sports besides
2: baseball. <laughs> well, I was like, that's
1: his main things, though.
2: Baseball, basketball, softball, he football.
1: Did, he
0: doesn't do that much with it. With other you other have sports. to
2: plan, and you know what?
0: There's no sense in arguing. I mean, this is my—that's my job. I know what I need to do. You so. don't actually know yet,
1: though. <laughs> wow! Wow! Thanks. Okay, I'm to stop this heated argument. Okay, right so
0: here. <laughs> so let's get on to what we're really—I don't remember what really I was talking about. Our cities—we so were talking oh, about cities. where we were from. Yeah. So we haven't so. known Meg
1: long. All was, what I'm getting at was, and the main goal was to tell you that we haven't known her long, but she always talks about how great Hartzell is, and Harpswell is such a great city. And I have a couple friends from Coleman, Caleb, Heatherly, and Carson Hill, and they've always talked about. I hate
0: Hartzell. We have it's a rivalry. It is a rivalry. And to be fair,
2: I could go get my B. Coleman school,
0: shirt. <laughs> when I was in high school, I hated Hartzell as well.
2: For what got reason? Y'all were five A.
0: Probably because when I was in the tenth grade, we came all the way to Hartsel, and which keep in mind when I was in tenth grade, we we proceeded to go three and seven. So it's not like we were on the road to a state championship or anything. But um, when we got here, um, the first I think it was the first play of the game when Hartsville got the ball, they threw a touchdown, and the final score of that game was fifty-three to nothing. Oh boy, yeah, it was. Uh, that was one of the most embarrassing nights of my life, as far as a, you know, I
1: was it was in the stands. Yeah,
0: you you were in the stands. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: That's wild that you were there and we didn't even know you. Well, I wasn't there, but <laughs> I have a similar story. Um, sophomore year, I played Russellville, and we got to beat forty-four to eight. Mm. It was y'all's homecoming How about playing Hartsville oh, baseball, yes. Brody I did play, it was never like school ball But I, they're my summer leagues I'd, play, I'd come to Hartsville to play baseball I think you did play Russellville though, didn't you? In baseball? Oh my gosh, I don't want to talk about that They're so good, oh my gosh, they're so good Yeah. Um, I remember I broke my bat at Russellville When you're at a line drive Just headed right into right field It'll be a nice little single And as soon as I hit the ball My bat just made a terrible noise And the second baseman caught my ball at this point, I had to throw the bat away. Ooh, something, something that's actually
0: it's kind of you know kind of cool that it all kind of relates is is Russell's head baseball coach. Well, former head coach, he actually reti- um, went to another school. Uh, he's at Briarwood now, but Coach Heaps, he actually came from Hartsel. He played at Hartsel. He was an assistant coach at Hartsel and uh, was a part of some state championships there. And then he came to Russell and brought you know some state championships um, to Russell as well. So that was that's really cool that it all kind of. Um, all full connects us.
1: Yeah, it comes full as circle. I said last episode. Jacob, you weren't there. And I know you weren't there, Meg. What did I say? I just blanked out. Now I was like, everything's connected. Like that one TikTok.
0: We are all connected. Never seen it. Wow. So, Meg, tell us a little about a little bit about your Hartzell experience. We've both talked about our experiences with Hartzell as far as playing them in sports and you know knowing people who have went there or whatever. Tell us a little bit about it from an insider's point of view.
2: So, I would definitely say heart is top tier. How? Because, so, I mean, academics-wise, we have a great pass rate in AP exams, high ACT scores, um, college ready, and, I mean, I was in a academy all four years of high school that allowed me to be in the classroom because I knew I wanted to be a teacher, so I got a lot of Um, observation hours there that a lot of kids in high school don't have and I mean you can learn anything from welding to engineering stuff to medical academy and I mean everything in between and so and then sports which
0: the real the important stuff (laughs) I'm just kidding I'm kidding that's all important too
2: sports is not the most important thing but I just think that arts is very well-rounded like obviously you can come here to play sports you can come here for school I mean as Brody says, it's a utopian society.
1: She talked about it like it was perfect. I was like, what's the crime like? And She was like, there's like no crime at I all. I run at oh. night. Well, you're also in a neighborhood, though, so it's a little bit different.
0: One thing I will say about Hartzell is they have a Cracker Barrel and O'Brien's. So oh, my gosh, O'Brien's.
2: Do y'all actually know what that is?
0: Uh, there's, one yes. there, there's one in Hamilton. And there's there often. used to be one in Tuscumbia, and there used to be one in Hatton. The one oh. in Hatton was the OG. O'Brien's
1: is so good. Do they have a salad bar at this one?
2: They do. We would eat it before playoffs, actually, because I was a student trainer with the football team.
1: Yummy, yummy, yummy. That was so good. I also
2: um, had my first wreck in that parking lot.
1: In that parking lot? Is it really a wreck if it was in the parking lot? Well,
2: I hit someone's farm truck, and so they they were fine. Oh, my gosh. My car was not fine. but Was it the Mazda? It was not Mary.
1: Oh, I didn't know her name. I'm sorry. It was Tammy. Mary the Ma- Mazda.
2: Tammy the Toyota. But then my coach just like bumped it and it
1: off. It was fine? Yeah, it looks fine. Do your parents ever find out?
2: Um yeah, because I was hyperventilating in the parking lot, so they had to call me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I gotta <could> hear hyperventilating. <laughs> that's so funny.
0: And uh, Jacob, let's not forget Cracker Barrel. I mean that's, <laughs> that's it's my top, right top three favorite restaurants. No, you right now. get
2: burnt out on it when that's all Rooster wants to eat. <laughs>
1: okay we have to explain something
0: (laughs) Meg will you please explain Rooster is
1: not like the pet chicken she has in her backyard will you please (laughs)
0: explain the family dynamic at your house when it comes to the names yes nicknames yes
2: okay so my mom and dad are chicken and rooster y'all are never going to ask me back (laughs) (laughs) and then my name is Grazer can
1: you explain why no. Oh, I know why. I kind of <laughs> want to say it.
2: No. And then my sister's name is Sour, but she gets really upset about that, surprisingly not. That
0: that, that fits, though. She gets really sour about her <laughs> nickname. Um, that is true. I didn't think about that. And then it's very true.
2: Bub, I mean, that's not really unique, but he's only seven, so we have time.
1: is a very common name for brothers.
2: It is, so, I mean, it or will dads. improve.
1: Bubba. My, yeah, my, my dad's name is Bubba. Um, His actual name? No, his well, so Haleville's stadium is named Herman Bubba Scottfield after the famous uh, football coach. Never heard of him. Well, he's
0: like of course you haven't. You haven't got anything outside of your. He was the president of the
1: AHSAA. He was the president of the AHSAA of like of all Alabama sports for a long time, and he coached at Haleville. That
2: is what the A stands for. I was
1: just letting you know. I didn't know if you understood that or not. But (laughs) sorry, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, my grandpa said that when he came out of the womb, his bald head looked like Herman Bubba Scott. So they started calling him Bubba. But his real name is Darren. Darren Darren and Karen. Darren and Karen. That's my parents' names. But yeah, he goes by Bubba. And today, we were on the way back from Birmingham, actually, and I was driving. And I we were talking about something about the coal mines that he used to work at underground. And he cut his nub off when I was little. His thumb? thumb, He got his, yes, he cut cut his thumb off and now it's a nub. Like, cut, like, just above the knuckle of his right thumb. And it's just... Just a nub now,
0: and I started calling him Nubby Bubby on the way home, and he got so mad. <laughs> I noticed when I met him uh, the first time that he was uh, that his thumb seemed a little shorter than the other one. one I might bring on. him on the
1: show one day, let him talk about it, but he won't probably talk long. It's not his kind of his thing. If he will, he just make fun of me for a while probably. But yeah, I called him Nubby Bubby for uh, for a hot minute until he got too upset and
0: I had to quit.
2: I've realized that a lot of other families don't have nicknames like ours. No
1: can't say that we have nicknames like that speaking of
0: uh, of your dad and coming home from birmingham today um i heard y'all had a y'all stopped at one of america's uh delicacies waffle house oh i had waffle house today yeah um, that
2: place gives me the heebie jeebies
1: well the one off the jasper exit i think it's exit 65 in jasper with the cracker barrel and the love station um it's not very good. I mean, it's alright. It's pretty clean. I just, I don't know. It just wasn't my favorite act. It's Waffle to be in.
2: House. What do you expect from it? Waffle
1: House it? is an American legend. Do you understand? It's incredible.
2: I'm not going to give it two thumbs down, but I am going to give it one.
1: Are you serious?
2: It really sketches me out.
1: I can't count the amount of times that me and Jacob and our friends have gone to Waffle House at like one o'clock in the morning after Step Sing, yeah. the thing you were a part of before we, before we ever knew you. All three nights of Step Sing, we went to the Florence Waffle House. All three nights. That we did. The amount of calories we I consumed from Waffle House was probably ridiculous.
2: Applebee's and um, we thought it was almost a scary time for us. They locked us in.
1: And, they locked you in.
2: Yeah, because there were some fights at the bar, and oh, then. Wow. The cops got called. I
1: bet you were fine at the bar, weren't you, Meg?
2: Absolutely. Becca was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Becca was there.
2: Terrified. The whole team was there.
1: Oh, wow. Can't wait to join this year.
0: When we, we actually had an interesting, a couple interesting experiences at, um, at Waffle House After Steps thing. When, uh, when we were there, we, the, the first, I think, I could, uh, was it the first night when we saw the, the guy and girl that were in it, one was from the guy was from Five Gowns and the girl it was from the Alpha very Gam. first night. Very first night. And and we were sitting there talking, me and Brody and Grant, and we were talking about how how great you know we thought we did and how um, what it, what was it we said we said Five Gowns was terrible. No, and no, the, we
1: were talking about I, I couldn't remember the name of it. Mirror You, and we were like that one, you know, like with the genie. With the genie, it wasn't the best. Like it could have been better and everything. And Grant just goes off and like says the actual name of the. Fraternity.
0: That's what it was, and just starts talking crap about it. And no, it, I mean, it wasn't anything too bad. He just, just basically like, said that he they, called him out. He said that he didn't think that they were the clear cut winner in the guys for sure. Yeah, he said it like I was
1: just he was just like I didn't like it at all and stuff like that. And like called out the actual fraternity name and and about that time Jacob turns around and sees who's sitting behind us or behind him, and I could just see Jacob's face and I was like oh no something's off so tell this part Jacob and
0: so. So um, what happened is, is, they were in the booth behind us, and they had stood up and they said, "Hey, were y'all at Step singing Me and Brody were like, "Oh yeah, you know, we were actually in it. We were, um, we were with the we BCM. were the, we were the Beach Bros. If we, you didn't we notice, the, we were the Beach Bros. From the BCM." And, um, and they said, "Oh, that's cool. We were in it too." And I said, "Oh, what were you?" And she said, "Oh, I was in Alpha Gamma." And I said, "Oh, y'all was really good." And then I, I said, uh, "I said, were you?" I asked the guy. I said, "Were you know, were you in one of the?" one of the shows and he goes yeah i was in fight gam and i was like he just looked at
1: grant and i said oh "Oh, my gosh this is awkward grant's gonna be upset that we're telling the story because he was like i don't want to speak about this ever again
0: and then i would say the definitely the most interesting story we have from that that week at waffle house was that night we went and we were all there and the old the old ladies dressed like older ladies walked in you remember what I'm talking about Barry? that was funny oh I've heard this like, story that was extremely funny so I'm sitting there
1: and like they walk in and like you could tell some of them were wigs and I was like what are they doing was, they were in
0: like nightgowns and had glasses and it was
1: obvious they were intoxicated as well because they they're like standing around laughing and stuff and they all sit down and I'm like this is hilarious and my b reel happens to go off and I forgot who it was. I think Drew Martin was with us. It he, was. He it said, was Drew. And he said, I dare you to go take your B-reel with them. So, like, okay. So, it took me probably 20 minutes to get them to take it because they, they didn't understand the concept of B-reel and that it takes it both ways, and they wanted to hold it, and then they'd take the first picture, and then they'd quit, and then the back picture would be blurry. So, I did, it took a long time to explain to them how Or they it would take it,
0: and it would pop up the back picture, and mm-hmm. they would be like, why didn't you take our picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And And then they would get... They wanted us wanted us to sit with them, and we didn't want to do that. But yeah, they were probably in their what sixties. I would say they were maybe fifties, in their,
0: their mid fifties. But they were dressed like they were seventy five or eighty, maybe
1: more than that. So it was like it was I mean, fun. they had on
0: glasses with um, you know, the big old glasses, and then they had on wigs that went down like past their shoulders, and they mm-hmm. were like wearing slippers and nightgowns. It little was little things that hang off the glasses that are like sparkled and like go around. Yeah, it, neck. It, it really looked like they had um, like a nursing home had you know. Got let loose or something, yeah, you know. There's a, a rampage break instead of a prison break. Yeah, it was. It was quite an interesting night, I would say. It was. And I, um, I'm
1: trying to think of anything else that happened that was funny. Um, did Connor Byers ever go with us?
0: I don't think he went went during step singing. He was too he famous was, for being. Yeah, Luke he Holmes. was. Luke Combs was, was at the Texas Roadhouse, which is a lot more fitting, I guess. But I guess so. we went to um,
2: Texas Roadhouse one night and we shut it down. And Becca also said that we would never re-enter the doors.
0: Y'all shut it down.
2: Well, we, like, were the last ones there.
1: Oh, uh, but that's not true because we went back during our retreat week.
2: Yeah, but and so she was like, y'all have already embarrassed me once here, so she said not We again. did it twice. Yeah, this is true.
1: That was funny. Um,
2: and, and you drank, like, four sweet teas.
0: It was Arnold Palmer's, was it not? I think I drank two or three sweet
1: teas myself. I think they were Arnie Peas. It might have been. And maybe a basket of rolls. It had, it had been, been Arnie Peas because you posted that picture from my birthday and said, drink up all the Arnie P's today. And That's true. It was a picture of me that day, so I had an Arnie ps But yes, they bring me two at a time, so I put both. I put a straw in each one and just drink it, and it gave me the worst brain freeze of all time. But it was worth it because it was Arnie p and it was delicious. And Texas Roadhouse has great
0: Arnold Palmer. I mean, great Arnold Palmer. Top Brody, tier. have we um, have we discussed your your new vehicle since we've been on the podcast? Has we that have. Been, okay. That has been discussed. Have um, you discussed in the
1: tag, tag name? Yes. I did say that the tag is now Arnie P. But I will update that I got the hard, like the actual metal plate in. On the it's same the, day
2: that the, you did well on your math test? On
1: the same day that I made a 92 on my math test, I, I pull Where? up at the house and I'm listening to... Um, When it rains, it pours. It just happened to come up on my shuffle play. And I'm like having a blast. The windows are down. I pull up in my driveway and I said, the only thing that can make this better is if Arnie P is sitting in that daggum mailbox right now. I went and open it, saw the big yellow envelope, and I said, yes. So I put it on. And now I'm living life with my UNA Arnie P tag.
0: Today, I did meet Brody. When I met Brody to come to Hartzell today, I really... Uh, I saw his tag, and he offered me. He said, oh, "You want me to pop the trunk and get you an R&P out of the cooler?" And I, I said, "Have a cooler full of R&P. I'm good, brody, but I just want you to know that as long as this is your tag, you have to have a cooler full of R&Ps in your trunk. It's kind of
1: like a like ice cream truck. If you just if if you, if you see me in public, anybody listening, and you want an Arnold Palmer, just come up to me and say, "Hey, can I have an RNP?" And I will probably have one in there. Something I think I'm down to two left in my cooler right now, though. That's that's crazy, but
2: that can't you know, be good for your heart.
1: There's They're 80 calories per can, and I probably drink, not every day, but on a good day, I probably drink close to seven cans of Arnold Palmer. They're good. I can't help it. Oh, boy. I might have said it before on this podcast, but I think it was last episode, maybe. I don't remember. But I've, you know, it was because it was my birthday one. But I have how many years on this earth if God blesses me with that amount?
2: I think it's like 60 60- 2.3 or something. I think it's a
0: little
1: bit higher than that. I thought it was like 70.
2: Okay. But, it's but less for a guy. I've li- already
1: lived 20 years. So why not drink as much Arnold Palmer as I can? You know?
2: Why be skinny when you can be happy?
1: That's exactly right. I'm very happy. Plump and happy. Um, it's like my wake-up song, Big and Chunky from high school in baseball. And like from Miracle three. Man. And Miracle Man. I think that was partially what won it for me. I th- my mom said that everybody loved that. that Your dad that sure did. He he thought it was funny because he always thought it was funny in high school, when I, during baseball. So, but I wanted to do something funny for that because I was like, if I go too serious, this this whole thing is a joke. Like this is just a charity event. But yeah, plump and happy is my is my motto. But if I, I could put that on a tag, I would do that.
2: I thought now you want to be skinny and not strong.
1: That leads us into the next um, topic, but we'll take a break real quick before we get into exercise and fitness with Meg Wilbanks. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Grant and Brody Show. Welcome back to the Grant and Brody Show. Like I said earlier, Grant is on vacation currently. He is living it up in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. By the time this is aired, um, he's always concerned about his safety and knowing where, like people knowing where he's at. But by the time this airs, he'll be home. He'll be home Friday, so I'm not too concerned about that. But uh, yeah, Grant is at the beach. But this is episode 11 of the Grant and Brody Show. We are in Hartzell. It is currently what time is this? 6:17 p.m. This is an earlier episode compared to usual yeah that's true but before we went to break we talked a little bit about um exercise and fitness with meg willbank so for my birthday i got a new apple watch and i've had one a couple of years ago but i shattered it and i just never got it fixed and i haven't had one for like a year and a half and i get one and meg is like oh you can be my apple watch buddy and i said is that like a like you just like saying that because we'll both have apple watches or what and she's like no it's like this thing where you um we become friends and like i can see how many steps you take and how much you exercise and stuff like that? How many calories you burn? And I'm like, oh my gosh! So, end up she friends me and I accept it, and now it is it has fueled me because it like tells me where I am compared to her. We have different goals, so obviously I'm a bigger person, so I have to burn like 785 calories a day for my goal. I don't know what yours is, Meg, but mine is more than hers. Um, my I thought st- yours
2: was 750.
1: It might be 750. I don't, it's 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 in the 700s. You're trying to make me look bad. Wow. Wow. Okay, I get shamed a lot on this podcast. I don't know if you know that. If you listen to episode 10, I got shamed a couple times in there. But its it just fueled me, because every time she finishes a workout, it tells me, like, I don't have her name as Michael but That's a story for another day. But I was like, it, it pops up, and it says Michael just finished a outdoor walk of, like, three miles. And I'm like, who has time for an outdoor walk of three miles? And when, I've been in my sling, so I haven't been able to do much, so... I tried to set my exercise limit down to 15 minutes instead of 30 where it wanted it to be. And she gave me a lot of flack about that because she was like, no excuses, you can at least walk. So I've been like doing water fitness in my pool where I like run laps against the current and that burned your legs really bad. So the first couple of days I did it, I was burning like 1,200 calories in the day. She did it from running around the pool, which isn't a whole lot, but it's a lot for a guy in a sling that just sits around the house and does math all day for his math class. Speaking of that, Meg is tutoring me in math, and she's doing a wonderful job. I have a 92 in math. I think I said that a minute ago. I made a 92 on the test. I'm a 91 in the class, not counting my homework. But I have a test this Friday, and I'm really concerned about it. So maybe this – It'll be fine. Maybe a 91 will cushion the fall if I don't do too hot. But, yeah, um, if you want to lose weight and be motivated, um, you could probably start a business, like a subscription to, like, let people be your friend on there so they can, like – feel themselves more. they can they can feel terrible when you finish a workout and they're sitting on the couch eating chips and like i need to do something
0: like today i think it was was it today when you said that you uh had had to be somewhere at eight but you uh got up early and got your oh i went to
2: the gym this morning yep. at 7 15
0: yeah that's uh that takes a lot of motivation to, to sacrifice your sleep for um well you for make time gym. for
2: what's important to you so if that's something that's important to you that's
1: great advice Me and Meg have had some deep thoughts outside of our tutoring conversations, and I would like to talk, I'm bringing her on a Bible study episode later on, because I think it's important for us to have a female on there too, because I feel like most of our audience is probably male, because who wants to listen to three guys talk about um, the Bible, which that sounds terrible to me to say, but like, girls just want to hear from other girls, and in, in that regard is what I mean by that, that it sounds terrible. but It will allow them to relate a little yeah, better. Yeah, they relate a little bit better. That's what I'm saying. It just I it feel like it can get boring with three guys. If I'm a girl, I probably don't want to listen to Brody, Jacob, and Grant talk about the Bible for an hour. So, um, But, yeah, I do want to bring her on the Bible study episode one day. She has a lot of information and knowledge and wisdom that is very impactful. So that will be a plus. But what else was I going to say? What were you talking about before I mentioned that?
0: We were talking about uh, you know fitness goals and going to the gym, making time for things. Oh, this support. is the longest I think I've s-
1: seen Megalodonatron sitting down I, at one time.
0: I'd have to agree. She's, she doesn't sit for I a think, long time. I think the the best term is, is busybody. Like when it comes to doing things and sitting still, like she's she's gonna not she's not gonna sit there and let a task that needs to be done just float there in the wind. Like she's gonna go grab it yeah. and take a hold of it and and run with it. So maybe me and Brody need to be a little bit more like that oh absolutely there's
2: always stuff to do so like why would you wait I mean you can rest when you're dead is kind of my um thought process that's true
0: but I will say rest is important and you know it's, it's something that you know maybe you could take from us a little bit which if we could all <laughs> if between the three of us we could find a happy medium in that then we'd probably probably be alright but we got that's something we can all three work on I agree with that um...
2: Abs are made in the kitchen what did you say Abs are made in the kitchen
1: What do you mean by that
2: What you eat is like twice as important as like how much you work out
1: that's very that's very good. I don't know if I agree with that I, I think that's true really because of like what if I eat a whole bag of chips but then I go burn like
0: over like two times of the calories but that, that, that has bag no protein
2: chips. in it. So you're it's not going to be It's all about I'll eat a hamburger
0: when I get back. It's all about how your um, <laughs> how your body processes it and everything and
2: um let the guy who works at the gym tell us. So there is
0: there's a, um there's a there's a <laughs> lady who uh, trains at our gym and she's actually a professional bodybuilder and something that she's told me before it's it's all about how your body uh, gets fueled and if you're if you're eating high protein and low carbs and And doing that, then your body's not gonna, it's gonna fuel you the same by eating more protein, but it's gonna, it's not gonna store as much of that fat as it would if, you know, you were eating a lot of potatoes or if you're eating chips or whatever. And it's not gonna store all those, um, those fatty, you know, uh, nutrients and all that. So I think Meg's right when it comes to that what you eat is twice as important as how much you work out. All
1: right. So, um, we kind of have one more topic, and it really wasn't a planned topic, but I kind of want Meg to talk about it, do more than, a little bit less than talking. Um, oh, Meg my Meg is known for animal noises, and she's pretty good at them. So, Meg, I want you to go through. Um, Jacob, I want you to give her an animal, and I want her to try to make the noise.
2: I can't do all of them, and they're going to sound so bad.
1: Just don't get too close the to audience. the microphone and just kind of be distant and give her an animal that
0: you've heard before, Jacob. I would have to say, let's, let's think about a good first one. Um...
2: There's a right answer.
0: I would love to say possum, but I feel like you can't get the full effect without possum seeing Possum
2: has no noise because it it's literally dead. It's,
0: well, that's right. It's a dead possum that you do. It's more or less um, rogue kill. All right, Meg. I guess the first one I'd have to go with is probably the horse. Let's see, we'll see what you got.
1: That's not terrible. I mean, it's not exactly like a horse, but it's the closest to think I've ever heard.
2: I feel like it sounds better in person.
1: Could be. If you see Megan person, walk welcome and say, hey, do the horse noise. Oh my word. What's another one? Meow. That licking the, meow. The, the milk licking is pretty accurate. Um can you do a dog? No dog, okay. Donkey. That was a donkey indeed. I could I could hear that. Um a rat or a critter in Squirrel. general. Of of a monk.
0: Monk.
2: Or a bunny.
1: Or a bunny. I could see that, too. Do you have any more?
2: No, I don't, you know, really you work just... work on some more. I know. I don't just really practice these on the daily because I do have a lot of other commitments.
1: And you're never just doing nothing, that's for sure. That's not, exactly right. And I'm not
2: just sitting. So, maybe on my three-mile walks, I can practice my animal noises.
1: All right, well, we'll let you work on those. But um, we'll take a little break right now, and we'll come back, and we'll... We'll wrap things up, but you're listening to the Grant and Brody Show. All right, this is it. This is the end of episode 11 of the Grant and Brody Show. It's been a it's, it's been a shorter one, but sweeter one. Um, thank you, Meg, for allowing us to use your house for this episode from Hartzell, Um Make sure you follow us on all of our social media you can follow us at instagram or on instagram at grant and brody show on facebook just look up the grant and brody show on twitter at grant and brody or you can email us at grant and brody show at gmail.com so from hartsel for our guests jacob davis and meg wilbex grant wakefield on vacation at the beach i'm brody Gravett. thank you for listening and we'll see you next time